it can't just be about one particular sphere of life. If there is a lack in one of the areas, uh, then there is no balance. Then the human being cannot really function very well. And it's areas like uh, financial success. Uh, it's like relationships. It's physical health. It's mental health. Like their spirituality is in there. So we're as a human being, like we're not, we cannot just thrive on just work or on just getting money or just doing nothing uh, or on just, you know, taking vacations or learning. There has to be balance. Change careers, break into new industries, transition into new roles, reinvent yourself and make the dent you want. This is the Second Breaks podcast. And now here's your host and fellow Second Breaker, Lou Blazer. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode 27 of the Second Breaks podcast, and it is Tuesday, November 28th, 2017, as I record this episode. My guest today is Nick Poplavsky. Nick is a former lawyer who reinvented himself by overcoming burnout and stress, redefining success, and focusing on healthier work and life routines. Nick also created a project called Balanced Hustle. It's a resource focused on helping entrepreneurs create sustainable daily routines to gain more mental energy. In this episode, we talk about how this particular exchange student experience that he had uh, a few years ago in Amsterdam shifted his perspective on life, which eventually led to him leaving his law career. We also talked about how uh, or why we cannot rely on self-discipline or willpower alone when we're trying to make things happen or when we're trying to get things done. And I also sort of challenged Nick on on you know the 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 name of his project balance hustle because i was thinking isn't that sort of like an oxymoron can you can you actually achieve balance when you're hustling and um you know nick actually had a very good explanation as to how we can find balance in our hustle so uh let me you know what actually before i transition to my conversation with nick i just want to let you quickly know about a workshop that i am going to be holding in january 2018 it's called steer your career it's a big picture mapping and goal setting workshop uh, and i'll be running it uh, from the second week of january so uh, have a look at it if you go to secondbreaks.com forward slash workshops you can read about it. Uh, it's not open for registration yet as of the time of this recording, but you can sign up so that uh, you'll get notified for additional information. Again, you can go to secondbreaks.com forward slash workshops. Okay, let me now switch to my chat with Nick. Hello, Nick. Welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Very glad to be here. So I usually start the show by talking about like the trigger question, right? The catalyst moment when things started uh, going differently. So would you mind maybe, Nick, talking a little bit about your background and the story behind what led you to start Balanced Hustle? Of course. Uh, personal story, uh, it's a story of a lot of uh, struggle and trying to perform and trying to chase success 
uh, and trying to make things happen. Mm. So uh, I'm trained as a lawyer. Um, I have several law degrees. And uh, living in Toronto, in Canada, you know, like the society pushes you, oh, you need to be better than everyone else. You need to perform. You need to get good marks. You need to get a job. Then, you know, it, it never ends. And so I find myself stressed, overworked, overwhelmed, uh, chasing something that kind of made sense, but didn't really, you know, resonate fully with me. Mm. And then after some years of just, you know, running, 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 you take vacations as like, okay, when it's convenient, not when like, oh, okay, I feel like a vacation. And it's not like, oh, let me take three weeks of vacation time. That's like, no one's going to do it. And so at some point I found myself uh, having a lot of health problems, digestive problems, no energy and no desire to do anything. Um, and I realized that I couldn't continue like that because my life kind of was on pause. Mm. Uh, and I, I realized that, okay, I, I need to make more sense of my life. I need to have more fulfillment and um, like to get more experience uh, in my life. And the state I was in, the physical and mental state I was in, did not really facilitate any of that. And so um, I finished the, the, the legal position that I had. I kind of came to an end, and I didn't pursue it further. Um, and that time, I used to just, you know, step, take, take a step back and figure out what was going on, uh, what wasn't working, and then, you know, go through a lot of naturopaths, um, lots of biohacking, trying to figure out what's happening and how I can fix myself. Mm. I remember, I think it was on your website that I saw something where you had written about a vacation that you took in Amsterdam, was it? That yes. where you were sort of, it was a stark difference in the way that yes. the people over there, perhaps, you know, how they lived or how their, you know, success or careers fit with their lives oh, yeah. or something along those lines. Could you talk a little bit about that? What what your observation was? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, I love talking about this. That's like one of the, the most fun experiences that I ever had. So this was um, an exchange program uh, during the third year of law school here in Canada. And uh, I was tired and a bit depressed of like the performance and success. And I applied to the uh, exchange program in school to go to Amsterdam. Mm. People go there because, you know, it's, it's, it's chill, it's relaxed. You don't have to stress as much because in Europe, a lot of people study two weeks before the exam. And then before... <laughs> Before that time, they're just having the time of their life. So I went. I like that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it makes a huge difference in person's life. And so I went there uh, exploring, meeting new people. Everything's pretty. Everything's beautiful. Uh, I got myself a big new camera. Uh, I do photography on the side. And... Um, I just immerse myself in new experiences. And one day I remember seeing this picture. Uh, and one thing about the Dutch is um, the notion of privacy is slightly different uh, than in North America in the sense that uh, they have three-story houses and they don't really use curtains all that much. Mm. Like not, not always, not always. And so you can always see, you know, just gonna actually look inside of there and see what's happening in there um they say 
no one cares about it. And they say they have nothing to hide. That's why they don't really use curtains. But I'm like, from coming from North America, it's like, oh my God, this is so brand new. So I'm, I'm curious what's happening in there. And I see this one picture uh, walking by and I kind of glimpsed through uh, a window once and I saw this, several couples were sitting in front of a table. There was a records playing, playing records player. Uh, there were grapes, there were wine. They were just sitting there and chatting. And that's it. There was no TV. It was uh, plain old socializing and talking between five people. I'm like, oh my God, why, why, where is this? Why is this happening here, but not happening in North America? In here, like, oh, Super Bowl. Oh, let's go partying and drinking. And, uh, well, that's you know, what I got experience in, you know, with uh, lawyers. Like, <laughs> that's what lawyers do. Yes. Apparently. Thursday night, everybody's out. Like, all the local pubs in the financial district are filled with lawyers and bankers and uh, all the people wearing suits. And I was getting tired of that. And so when I saw this thing happening in Amsterdam, I was like, oh, something is different in here. Why? And how can I move myself towards that closer than, you know, constant work, constant performance, constant play hard. What is it? Work hard and play hard. Yes. What does it even mean? It's like, you know, one of those words that make you cringe on the inside. <laughs> um, and so since then, um, that atmosphere uh, stayed with me. Mm. You know, everybody's out, out out of their offices at five o'clock, five six in the afternoon. All the offices are empty. Mm. Uh, they they don't check their emails. They don't uh, tell their um, employees that you have to stay. Like it's the deadline by by tomorrow morning. And I don't really care if you have family, if you have like kids or anything else. Yeah, it doesn't happen in there. And so I thought, okay, how can I bring that into my life, into people around me and mm. uh, in North America? And after years of um, fixing my health and doing a lot of um, um, spiritual work, uh, trying to calm myself down, trying to figure out what really drives me, uh, why I want to do things and um, what's the best portion of me that I can bring to other people. Um, that's how Balanced Hustle was born. Gotcha. So, so are you still a practicing lawyer? No. No. Okay. Because my question, actually, I was wondering, and I don't know if this is a fair and unfair question to ask, but yeah. do you think that that idea, I'm sure there are lawyers in Amsterdam as well, do you think that that sort of way of looking at a more balanced view of life and work can can is it really applicable to a lawyer's uh, life? Like if you were a lawyer, like a practicing lawyer today, yes, can you really have that sort of uh, way of living? <laughs> it seems sort of. I don't know. I, I know a few lawyers and it, it seems yeah. like a very stressful life, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, some lawyer uh, friends that I have, they are not the happiest folk. Mm. I do think that it is possible, but um, there has to be some mind shift mm. uh, that has to happen within 
the lawyer that we're talking about. Mm. Because um, how everybody is trained and the perception that everybody gets is uh, you need to run, you need to hustle, you need to perform, get a job, perform, spend a lot of hours. Even if you don't have much work, you just have to be there and stay there and pretend that you're very eager and jump on every opportunity that um, uh, that presents itself to show that you're willing, especially at the beginning. Right. It's a very big grind for lawyers, for like starting lawyers yeah. to perform. And um, this, the, the expectation that they put on themselves uh, is also very, you know, affects, you know, how they perform and how they think about, you know, their work and, and themselves. But I think to answer your question, if they figure out what really drives them, uh, if they find the work that's really fulfilling for them, because you can do corporate work for a bank or you can do um, work for a charity. You can do work for environment mm. that doesn't pay much. That's why you don't have many lawyers there, but it is more fulfilling. Mm. Or find something, okay, if, if you have your job, Find something on the side that is more fulfilling, that you know can give you the sense of self-expression, mm. uh, and that will make you more feel more yourself, as if you are contributing. Mm. Because the appreciation of work is also quite scarce uh, in the lawyer environment. So I mean, fights of um, figuring out and finding the good team. Uh, good managers and good colleagues is also very essential. Exactly, exactly, and and certainly the 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 environment that you're in day in day out obviously play a part in terms of how stressful your day is, or even sort of the the mindset that you eventually start having, right? Because you're influenced exactly. by by the people around exactly. you and the messages that you hear. To your point earlier. When you constantly hear the, uh, what's that, play hard, work hard, work that's hard, all hard. you hear, then that's kind of, yeah. you know, you end up doing as well, right? I was actually reflecting about this yesterday as I was preparing for our chat today. Uh, I, in full honesty, I was one of those people who, for a long time, uh, I was a workaholic and I used to brag uh, now I shake my head when I remember that, but I used to brag that I could get away, that I could function with four hours sleep. Like that was a yeah. bragging thing that I, oh, I only had four hours sleep last night and look at me today, right? Yeah. And I can now see how totally unhealthy that was, you know, uh, that kind of way of living, working, and also not very healthy in terms of the way that I talk about my life for myself. Yeah. So, you know, and then we look at our world today and, and so busy, we're hyper connected all the time with, you know, we have our self or mobile phones all the time with us. And so emails, you can always quickly read your boss's yeah. emails. <laughs> and so what do you think are the factors that lead to burnout and stress from all the work that you've done? Yeah, that's... um. <laughs> I've been in your position, and that's the, the very same question that I've been asking myself for years. Like, why is this happening? Right. Um, I, I think there are many things at play in here, um, but I think so, some of them are, are more important ones. Like, we're always on. 
like I said, there's always email, uh, there's always a BlackBerry, uh, a phone, we're always connected. Uh, and we don't take a step back to figure out why we do that. Uh, and we don't take a step back to figure out, you know, if it's healthy for us. Mm. Um, the expectation that we put on ourselves, mm. um, that, okay, I need to work, I need to perform, I need to make money, I'm... Um, uh, I'm the person who supplies the most money for the family, so I need to be on. And I feel guilty mm. for not working. That is, that is huge. Mm. Because if you're feeling fine, like, yeah, I'm not working, let me take a break, and you don't sweat about it, then I think it becomes much easier to well, not work and take a break. But if you're like, oh, okay, I'm I, it's like 7 o'clock on Friday, and instead of spending time with your significant other, you're checking your email, or while spending some time with your significant other, you check your email uh, because you feel guilty. You know that's that, that also contributes to stress and burnout. Right, right. And another thing is we don't really take time off and purposefully recharge. Um, like we think that oh, a Netflix series, um, an episode, just one episode is good for us because it switches the brain off. Uh, what it does is actually it leaves your brain up like Christmas tree. Your brain actually doesn't switch off. What happens is um, your brain just doesn't think about all the issues happening in your life. And that's why people are so addicted to TV uh, while going to dance class or going for a swim or going for a walk. is so much better for your physical and mental health and will give you way better recharge and way more energy if you actually do that. And I think... The, the last important thing, not the least one, but um, not taking care of your physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. Because like, we kind of think that it's like, oh, we're fine. Like, I kind of work, my, my brain works, uh, I can function on four, five, six hours of sleep, but um, people don't contribute to their healthy diet, mm-hmm. uh, not sleep. Um, even if you go to bed at decent time, the, the person's brain starts to overthink and overwork and it takes two hours to fall asleep. Yes. And so I think the lack of balance uh, is, I guess, one of the, the main, you know, to summarize everything, uh, lack of balance is one of the main contributors to burn and stress and just um, just problems with mental and physical health. Right, right. But it, it's amazing, like when you were talking about how You know, people come home from work, from a long day at work, and the TV goes on, and they think that if they are immersed in some Netflix binge-watching, that that that's relaxation, but it's actually not relaxation. It's it's just, yeah, yeah. that's amazing. That's a very good observation. It's it's easy to spot, to think uh, that, okay, your brain is off, because your brain doesn't think about anything while it watches a story. Because we love stories as yes. human beings. It's like we get so engrossed in this, especially if it's an amazing story like, what is it? The Stranger Things, the second yes. season just came out. I'm, I'm sure trying to will. get into that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's after the first season, everybody's like really curious what happened in there, right. how it's going to develop, because it's an amazing story, great creation. And so when you get so... Uh, engrossed in the story your brain doesn't think because it just wants to learn more and yes that's just how tv works you just 
you glue to it and you don't think about anything else. Yes, yeah. And uh, that doesn't mean that what's happening on the inside is actually good for you. Like from the purpose, from the point of view of relaxation and uh, stress release. Yes. Your brain constantly processes everything, especially if it's an action series. It's like uh, all the regions fire up here and there. And that's kind of the opposite of what you want to do in a relaxation session. Yes, yeah. So uh, you do meditation or you go for a swim, your brain will actually calm down. And that's how you want to recharge. There you go. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, circling back to your experience in Europe, in Amsterdam, for example, um, yeah. and you had made a comment that, you know, people in Europe, they, they their work habits different from us here in North America, right? So, uh, for example, a few years ago, I had this occasion where I was part of a leadership team. And for a period of time, uh, we were all, uh, it was a global team that was assembled mm -hmm. and then we were all living in Washington DC and it was okay. a global team so there were people from uh, Europe from Asia from South America and it was amazing because the Americans uh, we would during lunch break we would buy a salad that we think it's healthy because it's just salad but then we would take well, the salad and go back to our cubicles or our offices oh, and yeah. work through lunch meanwhile our global team members will say what are you doing Oh, yeah. Why don't we go outside and eat our salad outside or walk around? Exactly. Right. And it's so amazing. And after a while, uh, the Americans learned that habit. <laughs> we follow that our... seems good. That exactly. Seems <laughs> in the beginning, we were worried that they were going to follow us. But no, in the end, it was we followed them, which was very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, when I was in Paris uh, a couple of years ago, so you take random day, like Thursday, one o'clock in the afternoon, you go out in the middle of the day, and you know how they have patisseries on every corner of mm. Paris? Yeah. It's full. It's They're full of people in the middle of a Thursday drinking wine. Yeah. <laughs> They're chatting. They're having their smoke. They're, they have a bunch of friends. They just sit there, read a paper, yes. and chat with them. And it's like... Oh my God. And every single one of them was full of people. Mm -hmm. Here, you go to a financial district in Toronto. The only full places are coffee shops because there's the line to get a coffee. Everything else is empty. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Until it's bar time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we get drunk. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it can happen. Like, it could be good for you, but, you know, it's, you know. In moderation, moderation. Exactly. Just... No, I totally agree with you. So can, can you talk a little bit about Balanced Hustle, Nick? What is Balanced Hustle about? What is your project all about? And what are you trying to achieve with it? Um, I think the main goal uh, that I'm trying, to, uh, I'm trying to help people is uh, to create more peace, and I guess balance in their life. So that... Um, Yes, hustle is important, uh, willpower is important, but um, you kind of have to look into the way how you do it so that it doesn't um, tax your relationships, it doesn't tax your uh, mental or physical health. So to create more sustainable routine uh, so that it's more balanced, so that you don't just spend time, most of your time just working. And putting all of your physical and mental energy into working. 
uh, whether it's uh, being employed, whether it's building a business. But you also take a step back and figure out, okay, how can I make my life more enriched? How can I you know, contribute to other people? How can I spend quality time with my significant other? Uh, how can I do something that's fulfilling and brings me joy? Uh, self-expression, because I think it can't just be about one particular sphere of life. Mm-hmm. Like the um, seven, uh, what it is, uh, seven areas of life, mm. uh, Tony Robbins and um, uh, other uh, you know, personal development people um, develop this. If there is an uh, lack in one of the areas, uh, then there is no balance. Then the human being cannot really function very well. Mm-hmm. And it's areas like uh, financial success. Uh, it's like relationships. It's physical health. It's mental health. Like their spirituality is in there. So we're as a human being, like we're not, we cannot just thrive on just work or on just getting money or just doing nothing, uh, or on just, you know, uh, taking vacations, or learning. There has to be balance. And so, yes, what I'm trying to achieve is to help people see that there are other things in life, other important things in life, and how, you know, you can, how I can help them get there. Yes, it's, I like your project very much. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Thank you. Although I do want to pick on something, because... And I think maybe it's just the way that we think of the word hustle. Because if you say hustle, it has this this frantic energy around the word, yes. right? And I know, um, for example, Gary Vaynerchuk is a very popular online personality, always talks about hustle. And his, and I don't know that he wants, and I don't read all of what he writes, but I, there is, there's this frantic energy about him when he talks about Hustle, yes. right? And so I wondered when you say balanced hustle, is that really attainable? Can you really hustle <laughs> and be balanced about it? <laughs> I don't really know what you mean. Um, I think this name can be just to you can be used to stop people on their feet, like oh, okay, and ask the very same question that you asked. Um, but I do believe it's attainable. Um, because hustle, I think hustle means to just go and get results. Uh, go do something, take action, um, not just sit on the couch and hope for the best, uh, but take action and move forward. Whatever it is, but move forward. And you don't necessarily have to be overwhelmed to do that. Mm. Uh, especially because, you know, um, when someone is coming out of pl- place of lack, or out of fear, or out of wanting to get a sale, uh, then will really affect the work product or how you present yourself, like how you talk to a person, to a prospect, whether you're trying to contribute to a person out of place of abundance because you love what you do and you actually care uh, for the person that you talk to, mm-hmm. or if you just want to make a sale on that person. And uh, that's part of creating a balance where it's like, you know, you're steady, you're grounded, um, you're feeling fulfilled and you don't frantically chase accomplishments or sales. Yes. Yeah. But I like, I like your definition when you said that 
it's just it's a it's an action that takes you forward, right? So hustle yes. is an action that takes you forward, and you don't have to be uh, frantic about exactly. that action that you're taking. Because I can totally uh, I t- can totally relate that it's 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 how we approach the thing that we want to do, right? Because so, if you approach it with uh, scarcity or fear of missing out and all those kinds yes. of other things that makes it more. I think those are the things that bring about the franticness of, you know, our exactly. actions, right? Exactly. I think the startup culture uh, contributed to all of that. Like hustling, hustling, I need to get into Y Combinator. Uh, and the less I sleep, the more I work and more work equally, automatically equals better work products and more success and more money. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, absolutely. I had read uh, or I saw one um, blog post of yours recently, and I I was uh, hoping that you might expand on it a little bit on the show. You talked sure. about, you know, the idea that when the getting things done uh, cannot only rely on willpower and self-discipline. Um, yes. Can you expand on this a little bit? Uh, what do you mean by that? And what else other than willpower and self-discipline? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, um, what I meant in there is willpower and discipline is all great. That actually what can get you forward. But uh, there are other things in play uh, that have a very big contribution to uh, your performance, to your success, to accomplishment of your goals. Because if you just say uh, to a person, oh, go hustle, use your willpower, you don't have enough willpower, we kind of negate all the other things that might go on in the person's life. It's things like, oh, are you healthy? Uh, is your digestion well? Mm-hmm. How is your energy levels? Um, Yes, you can go hustle, but what if you're afraid, like deep inside of you, you're afraid of speaking? What if you're afraid of uh, pitching? Like some people are amazing at writing cold pitches, uh, writing, doing cold calls, and going out there and presenting in front of several hundred people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, while it's, you know, speaking engagements can get you more business, um, you know, it's... Some, for some people, it's really hard to, you know, get themselves to a position that, you know, I can freely speak in front of several hundred people. So you can't just tell them, oh, go hustle and go use your willpower, sheer willpower, and go speak in front of several hundred people. They will not take on this idea. Right. Because inside of them, they'll be like, oh, okay, I cannot do that because I'm afraid of speaking. Mm-hmm. They might not acknowledge it. But still be very uncomfortable about finding um, a speaking opportunity and talking to people because they just, on the inside, they feel whatever they feel. It could be perfectionism, it could be fear. Um, So it's things like that that, you know, take, um, contribute to the willpower and discipline. They make it better. Mm. If if you know how to deal with your fears, if you know how to overcome your fears, Mm Uh, then, you know, willpower can be, you know, you can apply willpower in a better way. Right, right. But if you just tell people, go hustle and use your willpower to get your goal, because everybody else does it, 
or because Gary Vaynerchuk does it. You know, it's it's not. It misses some of the points. It misses some of the background information that kind of sometimes is essential to be used to be able to use willpower. Because, for example, if you have no physical energy uh, because you are depressed or if you're overwhelmed or anxious, you have no energy to implement the willpower, to use your willpower to achieve your goals because you just have no desire to do anything. Exactly, exactly. And sometimes we, and I think sometimes what happens is that, so for example, like in your, the example that you were giving is that everybody else is doing speaking gigs, so therefore I should do it. And then when you're not able to do it because you're not addressing the fundamental underlying things, then you feel, then you berate yourself and you put yourself down and you say, I don't have enough willpower or self-discipline to do it, which makes it worse. Exactly. Makes it exactly worse. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I totally am with you. So I have to have you back on the show because I there are several other topics that I wanted to explore with you, but I want to also be responsive, uh, um, respectful of your time. So two more questions, uh, Nick. Where can people find out more about you and more about Balanced Hustle? Uh, so it would be my website, mm-hmm. uh, balancedhustle.com. Okay. And I post updates and quick snippets of actionable information on Facebook with the same handle, Dallas Hustle. Okay. And so I would put the links to that on the show notes uh, for sure. A lot of people will find this uh, topic very relevant and very useful. I definitely could have used this like, you know, five years, 10 years ago. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) There you go. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then one last question, Nick. Um, What recent book, fiction, nonfiction, uh, have you read recently that uh, you might recommend? Yes. Uh, One of the really uh, good books that I read recently about it was a book, Nick, called Open Her by Karen Brody. It's about relationships. Open Her. Her as like feminine. Open okay, her by Karen. Her. Oh, okay. It's about relationships, uh, and it's about specifically about uh, masculine and feminine energy uh, and freedom for men. What men can do to better understand and um, better cherish uh, their significant other. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is relationship is something that's not widely discussed. Uh, in modern world, everybody's like working and success and money and whatever else, but the relationships with significant others suffer. Kind of exactly, they kind of put on the back burner. And I found this book is like it gives you different perspective. So I really recommend that one. Perfect, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for spending some time with me this morning. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Me too. I quite enjoyed this. That's a wrap for today's episode, my friend. You can find the show notes plus the link to all the resources that we mentioned in today's show at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 27. And while you're there, make sure that you sign up for the four pivot essentials. This is a free PDF download that walks you through the four foundation strategies for your career pivot. If you have any comments or questions about today's topic, or if you want to just chat with me about uh, your career pivot plans, or if you want me to cover a particular topic in a future episode, you can tweet me 
at secondbreaks, or you can send me an email, lou at secondbreaks.com. I would love, love, love to hear from you. We've got a pretty good backlist of episodes now. You can download past episodes in Apple Podcast or Google Play. Or even better, you can subscribe to the podcast so you won't ever have to miss any of the future ones ever again. I will be back next week with a new guest who will share her career story to inspire us to get our ideas flowing and to motivate you to make or at least to start thinking about what you can make happen in your career. Till then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans. This is the Second Breaks Podcast. <laughs>